Welcome and thank you everyone for joining us. It's this week's Parsha, is Parsha Nitzavim. And uh, it's also a few days before Rosh Hashanah. So my brother uh, told me a story. He was in a yeshiva somewhere. And uh, one day, his, uh, the entire yeshiva, I think they were in Florida, yeshiva in Florida he was in, the entire yeshiva went to the airport to greet a very holy uh, man who was coming uh, Rosh Hashiva, a big yeshiva, who was coming to address them, to speak to them, and visit and visit his yeshiva. So he, they all went. They got in cars. They took a, they took buses and all the students. I think there were like eighty students. They all went and to greet. They're all standing by the airport, dressed in their their Shabbos clothes, you know, their suits, their ties. Everyone looking looking so nice to greet the Rosh Hashiva to show respect to him when he comes to their city. And they're all standing there. And um, my brother said it was. It's amazing. As they were standing there, um, the Shiva was coming down the escalator, and he turns around, and they hit, most of the students left. They weren't there. Um, where, where did they go? Apparently, there was some very famous football player who was walking into the airport at the same time. So, you know, the kids got distracted, and they all ran over. They were talking about, you know, high school age and, and uh, Betran Drush age. Older kids, they all ran over to see this football player. Um, I often feel <laughs> that uh, you know Parshat Nitzavim, especially this year, is, is you know is is a very chashav, a very full of amazing lessons. But it gets it's getting dwarfed by the amazing day of Rosh Hashanah that is coming before us, and um, it is easily 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 ignored and forgotten about in the halabah that you know you know Rosh Hashanah starts Sunday night. And um, you know we, we don't pay attention to it too much because of the holy day of Rosh Hashanah. So what I'd like to do today is I also want to speak about Rosh Hashanah. However, I want to tie Parshat and Savim together with Rosh Hashanah. Maybe we could see some insights um, into this into the Parsha that could help us um, perfect our tefillot on Rosh Hashanah. So uh, Parshas and Savim. Before we get into Parshas and Savim, let's do uh, let's do something in the Machzor. In the Machzor, in the sitter for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So in the Amidah, in Shemona Esrei, um, there's a paragraph that we all say. It starts with, Elokeinu ve'elokei avoseinu. It's Meloch kulo, that Hashem should reign, should be king on the whole world. Bechvodecha, in your, in your honor, and your glory. And then, if you skip a few words, um, says a very interesting thing, a few lines. It says, V'yeda kol pa'ul ki ata pa'alto, v'yavin kol yotsur ki ata yitzarto. So v'yeda, we're praying that they shall know, all the pa'uls should know that Hashem pa'alto, and all the yitzurs should know that Hashem yitzarto. What does that mean? So if you look at the translation, translation of pa'ul means everything that is made. V'yeda kol pa'ul. Everything that is made should know. Ki ata pi alto. That Hashem, our God, is the one who created them. The one who made them. Yavin koyutzer. Anything that is molded. Ki ata yitzarto. Should know that you are the one who molded them. It's kind of interesting. What in the world uh, is going on over here? And the Malbim explains. That there are two different people. or That we're referring to in this case. Um, you have different people 
are on different levels. We have a lower and higher type of human being. To you know, I don't want to put everyone in categories, but there are the people who are, are working on themselves. You know, are still you know are imperfect, and then there are people who worked on themselves for many years and became you know more close to perfection as possible. Sadikim. So Paul Kalalta refers to a person who is you know still working on themselves. You know, and then obviously Sadiqim also work on themselves, but they already reached a certain level and they're called Yotsur. Kyatitzarto. So what is <laughs> okay, that's good shot what it's talking about, but it doesn't make any sense really. Because why does it not to say Vyada Kopu'ul? It says it says Vyeda Kol Ish. Kiata Yitzarto or Kiata Asata. Well, why are you saying Two different categories. Okay, why do we need to separate them in this case? Um, it, it doesn't seem to make any sense. Um, okay, so let's put that aside for a second. And let's take a headlong jump into Parshan at Southern. And we're, gonna, we're only going to go to the shallow waters, the first, the second Pasuk of Parshan at Southern. Um, actually, back to the first Pasuk of Parshan at Southern. It says, Atem nitzavim hayom kuchem. You are standing today, all of you, with Ne Hashem Lokechem. Now, this is said to be Moshe's last day of his life. Um, I remember, um, quite sadly and happily, um, the last day of my grandmother's life. Now, I had the zechut of being able to visit her a few hours before she passed away. She was in a hospital. Um, and it, I didn't know that her, that her um, condition was deteriorating. But it turned out that I was able, my, my, my father was going, so I went along, and I still remember our conversation. It was a, uh, you know, very me- memorable, sad, but memorable moment that I will never forget. You know, the last, the, her last words to me, you know, were um, very special and dear to my heart. So Moshe's Rabbeinu is the last day of his life. He knows that he's going to return his soul to his maker. And he's standing in front of Kali Yisrael and he has them make a covenant. They have to make a, a bris, a new, a new, a new pact with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, or not a new cat, but to renew the, the pact that they made with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's interesting that the Torah categorizes different cat it doesn't say kol bnei yisrael right it should say atem nitzavim hayom kulchem lefnei hashem lekechem kol bnei yisrael no what does it say shroshechem the heads of your tribes shiftechem of roshechem shiftechem of your heads of your tribes zichneichem your elders vishotechem and your officers kol yisrael all men of yisrael tapechem the children yisrael v'gercha asher v'kerim achanecha why are we why why are we you know Categorizing everyone to say Kol Yisrael. You know, it's very simple. You know, I walk into a room and I start you, 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 and you. I just say all of you. But there's no one that's being excluded. Everyone of Kol Yisrael is being included in this. So why are we enumerating? You know, the children, the men, the women. You know, the heads of the the, the, the leaders, the, the the painters. You know, what's going on over here? To say everybody. So the or Hachayim 
saying the fact that, Mo, that Moshe divided the people into different sections, different categories, it suggests that everyone is responsible according to who they may be able to affect, to influence. Obviously, a head, the head of the household, the head of the, 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 the Rosh Hashem, the leaders, they're responsible for more people, you know, because they could influence more people. Shiftechem, you know, Shotechem, officers, all these people, they have a better sphere of influence. The Tabchem, on the lower end of the level, they have a lesser sphere of influence. You know, they can only influence, the children can only influence their friends or other children. They're not going to have a big impact on all of Kali Yisraelah as a child. But, so what is this coming to teach you? That Hashem does not require us to do more than is possible for our status, who are we are. But we have to do what we can. Now, obviously, reach for the stars, be the best you can possibly be. But while you are reaching for the stars, what is your responsibility? Is it to, am I being held responsible the same as the person who is, who is the Gadol Hadar, the person who is the holiest man in the world, and he's responsible, and everyone watches him, and he can influence hundreds of people, thousands of people. Am I being held to the same, same, to the same standard as him? I, no. You're held, you're held what you could do. What's your, but, but you've got to do what you've got to do. You, you are able to influence someone, and you don't? Come on. We're all in this together. We're all tied. We're all, we're all in the same boat. And if you have the chance to influence someone, now obviously, influence someone in a positive way, through your own actions and things that you do positively, then that is the most, that's, that's great. You should do it. You should try your best. And everyone has their ability to influence the people around them and um, bring them up. Now, but there is, so it seems like there's different standards um, in regards to being able to um, influence people. But is this true about everything? No, right? Not true about everything. Um, but there is one thing that we all must do, that we all need to do, that is universal. What is that? Rabbi Chana Wasman writes in his Kovis Mamarim, and he asks a, a really good question. He says, We know that every mitzvah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, that we must do, is attainable, that we could do it. It's not something that's, you know, Loba Shamaimi. It's not something that's hard. It's hard. Obviously, it's, some of the mitzvahs are very difficult. But we could do it if we put our minds to it. Now, the question is a boy who's 13 years old, does he fall into this category? Yeah. He needs to do the mitzvahs too. But what seems puzzling is, there's a mitzvah in the Torah that every Jew, every person should know that Hashem is there. Should know that Hashem exists, that there is a God. Now, however, says Rav Chonawasman, there's great philosophers who were chachamim, tremendous wise people, who didn't believe or said that there wasn't a God or there might not be a God. How can we expect a 13-year-old boy to know something or to understand something that a philosopher can't? Great. Chacham. You know, the Aristotle, the Rambam says about Aristotle that he was, 
So one step lower than his wisdom was one step lower than Nevuah, whatever that means. I can't fathom what Nevuah was. One step lower, great Chacham. Yet he questioned if there was a God. What in the world? How do we expect a 13 year old? I, at least I teach 13 year olds, they're great people. They have a lot of wisdom that they could say are amazing. But at the end of the day, they're not Aristotle. No, some might think they're Aristotle. I'm just kidding. But, but you know, what, what's, what's going on? So, Rukhanan Wasserman answers, there's, there's something called, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it very short. He writes a long piece. I'm, I'm saying it because he says a lot, but I'm going to make it short. He says as follows, he says that there's something called Nagia. I'm going to translate that into ulterior motive. You have a motive to want not to believe. What, what, what if you believe in Hashem? Then what? Then there's certain things you can't do. If you know that there's in the vavos to someone who sees our, listens to our heart, sees our actions, then you have boundaries. I mean, you can't, you can't do, you have restrictions. Right? There's certain things you can't do. You know, I often, um, one of the things they tell teachers, that no matter how good your students are, no matter how much you trust them, no matter how, you know, you can't leave them alone in a room by themselves. Because, you know, the minute the teacher leaves, things can happen. You know, and it's true. I mean, if you believe that there's Hashem and He's watching at all times, then, you know, it's, it's hard. You're not going to be able to live your life the way you feel you should. So, it says Rabbi Chana Wasserman that, that a person like, you know, who, even if they know, and they're the wisest of men, you know, they had the gear, they had ulterior motive. But it's really not so hard. The, the world itself, I'm not going to go into detail, but if you look at the world, it's obvious there's Hashem. So that's why a 13-year-old has to do it. But when they don't have an agiyah, it's an easy mitzvah. But when you have an agiyah, you have something holding you back, it's very hard. And this mitzvah of knowing there's Hashem and understanding that there's HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world is something that applies to everyone. No matter if you are working on yourself and you're trying to grow, and no matter if you're not. No matter if, you, if, you, if you're ready at a certain point and you're extremely close to Hashem, you know, it applies to everyone. And when it comes to being influencing people, then there's a standard. You know, you have to make sure that you're not responsible, you're not responsible to influence people that you can't influence. Hashem is not going to hold you to that. You know, they have separate, separate, everyone has the people they can influence based upon their positions in life. And the standard that Kaddish Baruch holds them to that. But when it comes to knowing, believing, and trusting that there's a Kaddish Baruch we all could do that. That's something we are on the same level. You don't have to be Tamil Chacham Gadol to believe that there's a Kaddish Baruch so that, I think, is the way we understand. No matter who you are, you have this ability and chiyuv, an opportunity, and, and you have to know that there's a Kaddish Baruch in the world. I always find Rosh Hashanah for me is the most special time. Because think about it. Billions of people in the world. Billions of people what are they doing on Rosh Hashanah? 
Sunday this year, right? Sunday night. Football game? Monday night. Football? In America, it's in other places of the world. Watching, you know, football, soccer. What are they doing? Parties, work, mundane lives. What are we doing, Rosh Hashanah? We're celebrating and we're, we're, we're ordaining the king. Every year we get together. We recognize that there's a Kaddish Baruch That is special. That's amazing. And we all, every single one of us, could do it. You don't have to have a long white beard. You don't have to have, you know, be the most big tzaddik. Now, we try, we grow, we do our best. But you could still come. And you could still praise, and you could still crown HaKadosh Baruch in the glory. That you, you had that job. Now, I want to take a 180 turn away from this topic. And I want to discuss something else that, come, that came up in the Parsha that we are just discussing. It says that to, we all have the opportunity to influence the people in our lives. But how do we really do that? How could we really get to them? HaKadosh Baruch Hu expects us to be able to influence, obviously not negatively, positively through our actions, through the way we do things. But how do we get there? Now, I was looking at the Chumash. At the end of this week's Parsha, there is a super interesting Rashi. The last, second to last Pasuk says, um, the second to last, or the third to last Pasuk, I think it is Chaf Taz. Oh, says Moshe. Moshe says, Ki because I know. Achare Mosi after my death, Ki you're going to be corrupt and you're going to wait for the world you're going to go away he's that the Jews are going to become corrupt and if you look through history yeah that's what happened it says Rashi wait 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 it's inaccurate that's not what happened if you look in the in Pasuk in, in Shoftim as long as Yeshua was the leader the people kept all the mitzvot they kept in the correct way nobody nobody they were as just as holy as when Moshe was alive so what's going on? What's Moshe? I know that when I die, you know, they're all going to fight. That's what Moshe is saying. But that's not true. Says Rashi, an amazing thing. Rashi is saying that when Moshe was saying, Ki Mosi, he referred, he extended his life into Yeshua's life. Mosi means when Yeshua dies. Says Rashi. Rashi says, an amazing thing. It shows that a teacher, a, a, a um, person, a Moshe, who is Yeshua's master's teacher, and he loves his students so much, like himself, that he felt that his Yeshua was an extension of him. Tremendous love that he had for him. We know that Yeshua says, Mepharshim, that Yeshua was not necessarily the greatest person that there was in terms of his Kedusha. But when it came, he watched every step that Moshe did. He became an extension of Moshe and he was fit to lead the people. If you want to know how could he really influence somebody, 
I think the answer is staring in our face. You have to really love somebody. You have to really care about them. You can't be fake. It has to be real. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I had, a, I had many, many different Rebbeim teachers who I'm sure cared about me. I'm sure helped me. But the one who made the most impact, the one who made the most impact, I had a Rebbe, I'm not sure if I told the story, that when I was in, you know, um, first year learning in the Beit Medrash in Yeshiva, and, you know, I wasn't feeling it. Now, I'm not sure. I think I called my mother. I told him I want to go home. I said, please, you know, not if it's a bad thing. Get me a job. I'm, I'm not interested in learning. It's not for me. And, okay. And she said, okay. And then I, could, I was convinced to stay a little longer. Then I said, I had enough. I was laying in bed. And I decided I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to Yeshiva. I'm going to sit in my dorm and sleep. My Rebbe came. He said, he said well, Moshe, what's, what's wrong? So I said, well, you know, Rebbe... <laughs> Not feeling well. So he sat down next to me in my room and he sat there schmoozing, talking to me, telling me the importance of pushing yourself. You know, you really, you know, you try your best. He sat there for a long time. And when he left, instead of saying, oh, this rabbi is very annoying, I said to myself, you know, he really cares. He's a big yeshiva with many students. And he also ran a high school with many students. And now he's taking time during his precious day. There's a bunch of kids, I think he had six kids at the time, and he's going to spend time with me, with little old me. See, he loves me, he cares about me. Now that made an impact that lasted for my entire life. That impacted me. You know, we all have relationships and we all want to get better in our relationships and have the most influence we can have. I think before Yom Kippur, especially before Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, when we ask Bechila to people, we want to find a way how to better our relationships. The question is, do we, we have to care? However we're going to do that, that that's, that's how we have, that's a real relationship. When you really care about a person, and you really want them to succeed, not for ulterior motives, but just because you want him to do well, and you care about him. And that's how you're going to have the most influence. That's how you're going to be able to change, to help people grow. You know, and it will also help you. Through that, you'll become a better person. Through that, you'll do better. And with this, we could strengthen our Ben Adam Lechavero, our mitzvot that are between us and our friends, and also, like we mentioned before, this Rosh Hashanah, we have an opportunity. To join together to recognize a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to make him, to, to crown him as king. And with that, we will see next year in Yerushalayim, Meher Vyomenu. With that, I wish you a great Shabbos and a Khativa Vichatima Tova and a good Kibbenz Yerushalayim.